0: is Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And
1: a very good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. And welcome to your Friday afternoon. And also welcome to Phase 2. Phase 2 of the reopening. And by welcome, I mean pretty much anyone who's not listening to us right now. That's because, as we know, the GTA, we are exempt from from stage two of reopening. And do you kind of feel this way? I mean, if you're in the GTA, don't you sort of feel like uh, when you were a kid and maybe you misbehaved and your siblings, your brothers, your sisters hadn't, and they got to go for ice cream and you couldn't? You had to stay home. You had to stay in your room. Kind of feels a little like that, doesn't it? So just exactly what are we all missing out on? Well, patios for one, restaurant patios allowed to reopen, again, outside the GTA. Also allowed to reopen, swimming pools. Oh, and of course, yes, hair salons. Oh, hair salons. And you got to wonder just how many people in the GTA are going to be tempted to get in their car and drive a few hours just to get the flow taken down a few inches. You have to wonder, right? Now, just when will Toronto and the other public health units, I think there's 10 in total right now that are not allowed to move on to Stage 2. They have to remain in Stage 1. Just when will they be able to advance to Stage 2? Well, that's anybody's guess. But the numbers, the numbers are encouraging. Ontario today reporting fewer than 200 new cases for the first time since March. 182 is the number of new cases today. That makes the rolling five-day average 222, 222. So the numbers at least are encouraging that maybe, just maybe, and perhaps we'll get some details from Premier Ford during his daily presser happening this hour as to when maybe a Toronto and these other areas in the GTA can move on to a stage two. But again, the numbers at least somewhat encouraging. Meanwhile, officially back at work yesterday, PGA golfers. That's right, PGA Golf, teeing it up officially for the first time since March in Texas yesterday. Joining us now for more of that is 900-CHML Sports Director Rick Zamprin. He's on the line and joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Rick, good afternoon.
0: Hey, Jeff. Hamilton also in the corner wearing a dunce cap when it comes to stage one. We're still here, too. I
1: I hear you. I hear you. But uh, hopefully someday, someday soon, we'll all be able to get to a patio and to a barber or a hair salon. Uh, Meanwhile, they're back in the golf course, as I mentioned, in Texas. First day back yesterday for the PGA, but things looking a little different. What did you think of day one, Rick?
0: Yeah, I think day one can be summed up as kind of weird because we're used to seeing not only the golfers on the greens and tees and fairways and, and in some cases uh, the sand traps, but we're also used to seeing a, a lot of the fans on the course as well and, and the cheering and the clapping and the you know the gasps when a close putt is just missed and we did not see or hear any of that and and you know some of the players after round one yesterday in texas at the charles schwab challenge were talking about that it was kind of awkward to be on the course or at least awkward as a pga tour player because they're not used to this a lot of the guys when they played in university or college in uh, the ncaa they were used to that. they didn't have a lot of fans go out to their events on the college circuit uh so that kind of brought them back to that standpoint but yeah i guess the 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 word of the day for yesterday was weird. By the way, yesterday would have been the start of the RBC Canadian Open at St. George's in Toronto. But That's right. That, of course, as we know, was scrapped. Yeah, we're all hoping to see
1: Rory defend his title there, of course. Instead, he's in Texas uh, for the first time in his career playing the Colonial. And do you think that the players, Rick... Do you think that they miss the fans? Because here's one, and maybe it's a bit of a hidden secret when it comes to professional golf. Sometimes they call the fans uh, the fence, right? Because they're all lined up behind the green. And if you overshoot the green, well, the penalty is not going to be that much because the fans are going to keep the ball somewhat in play for you. That's not happening now.
0: That's a good point. And it's also kind of a visual kind of reminder or roadmap to where everything kind of is on that particular hole. Obviously, you know, they they have their caddies there. They know where the green is. They know how far the pin is. Uh, You know, these uh, uh, golfers are super talented in finding where things are, but having those fans in there being so used to that uh, aspect of, you know, the visual sense of the hole that you're on uh, was, I wouldn't say a a challenge for them, just a little bit different. Let's not forget, you know, round one or at least the start uh, of round one yesterday was 91 days after the PGA tour kind of hit pause on its season. And it was amazing to see these uh, athletes, I mean, let's call them what they are, uh, do their craft without kind of missing a beat. You saw a little bit of rust, but I mean, these guys have been practicing. They've been hitting balls, I'm sure, on their you know personal backyard kind of courses. They didn't really miss a beat. It was kind of interesting to see.
1: You know, as a golfer, here's the one thing that really kind of bugs me, though, is that PGA Tour professionals, they never have to look for their ball because there's fans usually everywhere, right? And no matter how badly they miss the fairway, Rick, there's a bunch of fans around your ball. Don't you just once this weekend as the casual golfer want to see, I don't know, like Dustin Johnson desperately searching for his ball in the rough like the rest of us?
0: A thousand percent. I can't tell you how many times I've been on a fairway and hit a ball and thought it was pretty good and just, could not find the ball because it bounced off a hump or went somewhere in some deep grass and you just can't find it. That would be amazing to see. But, you know, with camera technology too, I think at the end of the day, someone's going to tell the golfer where the ball is.
1: Yeah, that's true. Okay. So what do you think about a non-fan sporting event though? Has it kind of changed things for us watching at home? I mean, we're only into day two of this with the PGA tour, but has it kind of fundamentally
0: changed the experience watching it at home on TV, do you think? I think with golf, it's a little harder to tell because we're not we're not hearing and we don't hear in golf a constant roar or hum uh, or uh, unless you're at the Waste Management Open in Arizona that, you know, uh, really raucous kind of cheer Um, with hockey and the NBA and football. And uh, soccer and baseball, there's always that you know, eruption of cheer, even when something not incredibly exciting is happening. It could be you know a close offside or a big hit or a, 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 you know, a missed catch in the NFL or CFL. With golf, you don't really get that. It's such a reactionary if the ball goes in or there's a hole in one, then you kind of get that really roar of the crowd. Otherwise, you're getting you know, some cheers here and there. I think once we see, hopefully, we'll see the North American, or at least the major four uh, pro sports get into action without the fans – That's going to be odd, because unless they pump in some enhanced sound, which some networks have been thinking about doing, it's going to be really weird.
1: Yeah, because you're absolutely right with hockey, basketball, you know, watching the raps in the Leafs, uh, even when there's not much going on, you know, maybe there's just coming up the floor. There's that kind of hum, right? There's that buzz that the crowd uh, provides, which. You're absolutely right about golf. Isn't necessarily always there. Uh, meantime, you've written a pretty interesting piece. It's up on GlobalNews.ca right now about Major League Soccer, Rick, and how they've well talking about a buzz. How they've created a buzz that the other leagues have failed to do when it comes to uh, returning to play. What have they been doing?
0: Major League Soccer's done a great job in not only announcing a return to play plan, but doing it the right way, and that is bringing the fan into this almost live kind of you know what's going to happen experience when we saw what the nhl's return to play program it was you know it was so talked about that uh everyone knew what to expect we knew there was going to be the four divisions of 12 we knew it was going to be a 2014 kind of format at least there was you know some major hints going into that eventual announcement that commissioner gary bettman made same with the nba we had some hints that they were going to play in this bubble at disney world and it was going to be this kind of format with Major League Soccer, it kind of came out of nowhere. Their MLS is back tournament is what it's called. And basically, they're going to start the season, or at least this is the plan, if everything goes according to plan. They're going to start the season at Disney World in Florida with a all-in kind of tournament. And the winner of the tournament is going to get a Champions League spot. But not only that, the live component this week was the draw for the tournament. So who's going to play who? Where's TFC going to be located? Which group are they going to be in? Who are they going to play against? And that live component of the draw just – Drawing names out of a bowl or or balls out of a bowl that had the names of each team was exciting for fans. We, as sports fans, crave that uh, what-if moment because live sports, as we know, anything can happen, and this MLS draw really hit the nail on the head.
1: All right, so is this something basketball and hockey they should be paying attention to? Because you're right. You know, I think most of us, like Raps fans, were like, I'm trying to remember now, I think they were second in the East when the season got interrupted. Uh, who are they going to play next? Uh, where are they going to be in the playoffs? You're right, this would create some sort of instant excitement.
0: This was a no-brainer to me. I mean, sports networks are starving for content. NHL, NBA, NFL, when it comes back, they got to blow this thing up. Hey, here's our... Go forward, plan. This is how it's going to work. Team A is going to play Team B, and boom, there we go. And I thought it was a made-for-TV, made-for-radio kind of moment. And I think both uh, certainly the NHL and the NBA missed the boat. MLB has a chance to do it because they still haven't finalized their plan. They're still bickering with their players. But they have an opportunity to follow the MLS's lead to make make whatever they decide a little more exciting for the fans.
1: All right. Meantime, we've got golf. It's nice to have some live sports action back. Uh, Rick, thanks for the time, and enjoy your weekend.
0: Anytime. Take care.
1: You as well. There's Rick Zamprin from 900CHML in Hamilton.